players. Welcome. Uh, I want to welcome you guys to uh, episode number 31 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez. Um, I don't want to make this too long. I got shit to do. Um, but we're going to do it. If it takes longer, it's fine. No big deal. I don't have a lot of stuff to do. Um, but hi. Welcome, everybody. Watching on YouTube where you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to. You're probably not listening on SoundCloud because we haven't got that fixed. Um, but anyways, hi. Welcome. Um, at the time of recording this, it is th- Thursday, March 5th. Um, so episode number 31. You know, like I said, I like to name my episodes or after people worn number 31. This one's a who's who's. I got to name this off because I look it up. Um, Grant Fewer, episode number 31, Grant Fewer from the Flames, Calgary Flames, former goalkeeper, um, Edmonton Oilers, Flames, Kings, all that stuff. Um, you also have the Greg Maddox, man. If you don't remember Greg Maddox from the Atlanta Braves, dude, I do guy just smokes, just smokes the ball has the old, how do you say dexterity? I don't know what it is, but he just, he just smokes the ball. Um, also 31, Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller, never won a championship. I don't think, uh, came close a couple times. Um, but everyone knows Reggie Miller. He was doing this to the New York Knicks when they choked in that playoff game. You remember that? That's iconic too. Oh, he's doing that to Spike Lee, which we'll talk about later. It's pretty funny. Spike Lee was going like this. He was like, well, they fucking choked. And that's when they had the boo back and forth between him and Spike Lee. Pretty funny. Pretty funny that this comes up. Um, Mike Piazza, another guy. Catcher for the Mets. Longtime Mets. I think for, yeah, the Dodgers as well. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy. Mike Piazza. This takes me back because I used to watch baseball a lot. Um, I don't know why I stopped. Um, maybe because I started playing soccer a whole lot more. And it was like baseball was like was kind of boring compared to soccer. And a lot of you Americans are going to be like, oh, yeah, baseball's way better. It's America's pastime. Shut up. It doesn't We've talked about that before. Um, it's America's pastime ran by a bunch of Latinos. A bunch of Latinos are running this. Altuve. It doesn't look good that a Latino like Altuve is cheating. Like Eddie Guerrero out here. Lie, cheat, steal to get whatever he wants. Um, we're not going to talk about that right now. Something different. Maybe we'll bring it up around uh, um, election time to, uh, I don't know, maybe ruffle some feathers. Uh, but anyways, um, today what we're talking about, we're going to be talking about um, UFC 248 coming up. Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Main event, co-main event. Um, Willie Zhang versus Yuana Champion. Yuana Dude, I literally just learned how to say her name and I forgot. And that's going to hurt my feelings. Um, let me see if I can play that. Hold on. I got it up here, guys. Uh, is it this one? There it is. Let me see if it'll let me like play it on here. Oh, here we go. Look, look. Um, what the fuck? Oh, hey, is it this one? No, that's not. Yin J check. Yin J check. There it is. Look at Yeah, that's what he said. Yin J check. We're gonna call it Joanna Champion. Um but yeah, that fight's coming up. A stack card, very good, very exciting card. Um the early prelims, the first three fights of the night will be on ESPN plus. The prelims themselves will be on ESPN and then the rest will be on pay per view. Um we're also going to talk about Tom Brady. I don't know what where old titty Tom Brady is going to be um, come um, football season, come spring training, whatever, OTAs, um, summer camp. What do they call it? Training camp? Summer training camp? Um, who knows? Who knows where he will be? Um, a lot of suitors. Who doesn't want to want the best, the GOAT, the best quarterback ever? Like, who wouldn't want to have him? Um, I'm sure a lot of people are in talks Um, and we might something literally something just popped up here that says Melvin Gordon to test free agencies. Um, Literally just popped up as I'm looking this, uh, which is pretty funny. 
Um, because I think because I was I, one of the suitors I have here, is San Diego, and I don't think you, I think you want probably one you know, you know, a good running back. So I don't think San Diego will be there. Um, so we could count that out. But anyways, um, also want to talk about my uh, experience last night. I went to uh, AEW Denver with some of my my brother in law, my best friend Tim, and best friend Thomas. I have a lot of best friends, a um, bunch of BFFs. Um, Thomas from the most underrated podcast and you heard me talk about Tim and, um, if you guys don't know my brother-in-law, Alan, he is Zoe's dad and you know who Zoe is. So don't, don't fret. Um, anyways, yeah. UFC 248 this weekend coming up. Adesanya versus Romero. Very, very interesting matchup. Um, very interested in the fact that it's a classic striker versus striker versus grappler. Um, a striker, if you like, that's what I sounded like striker versus grappler. Um, I, in my, I, I want to say this is going to be a five, you know, Israel Adesanya's fight. I want to say he's going to win. Um, he has a striking, the guy's lengthy, six, three, six, four, something like that at 185 pounds. I don't think Yo Romero has ever fought someone like that before. I think the closest he's gotten was Luke Rockhold, and I think he knocked him out, if I'm not mistaken. We'll talk about it here in a second. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Matchup-wise, like Strikler versus Grappler. And if I'm, if I'm correct, Yo Romero, let me go ahead before I stop discrediting his uh, accomplishments here. Um is a silver medalist at 2000 Sydney Olympics. So silver medalist in his weight class, he is the top two. So he is a top two wrestler, and you know, which is compared to what thousands of people. So he's one percenter pretty much. Um, plenty of wrestling world champions, and we're talking about amateur. We're talking about with a singlet and grabbing each other like Olympic wrestling. Um, plenty of world championships, silver, bronze, gold, um, a lot of gold, world cups. So that should kind of get, let you know what he should be doing. But what he does is something different. Um, he loves to mix it up. He loves to get in that mix it up in the sense that I'm going to throw punches and try to take you down. Now I'm going to try to knock you out. And that's what he tries to do. He puts on such exciting fights sometimes. I honestly do believe this fight should happen either way. Because in his last fight, he did fight uh, Paulo Costa, which I watched, and I thought Romero did enough to win the fight. Um, was it close? Definitely. Um, but I didn't think uh, Costa did enough to win the fight. And the moons aligned. Not saying it's a bad thing, but Costa got hurt pretty bad. And I don't know if it was in that fight or he had to get surgery and training, but so he was, he couldn't, you know, can't fight for a while. Pretty bad. I think he'd be out for like a whole year. This fight happened in November, October, or something like that. Um, but uh, let's pull it up right now. Let's take a look at his last five fights. Paulo Costa. Oh, shit. It was, way, it was August. Um, so he wasn't going to fight right away. So I I honestly thought he believed that he was a fight of the night, which was a great card, if I remember right. Um, that one, 241. Let me pull this up here. If you see 241, it took fight of the night. Um, that one was Daniel Cormier, Stephen Miocic. Stephen Miocic rocked him with the body shots, dropped him. Um, I remember that Anthony Pettis was Nate Diaz, and then um, there's another fight on there. Oh, Corey Sandigan versus Rafael Sasao, which I think went to Sandigan. Yeah, the decision. But yeah, amazing card. I remember if I remember that one correctly. Watch it with my homie Woods. I remember that one. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, so his last five fights, we're looking at it, a decision lost to Paulo Costa, which I'm sure we've talked about this before, um, his last five fights, uh, decision lost to Paulo Costa, decision lost to Robert Whitaker, uh, KO win against Luke Rockhold, um, and then a decision loss to Robert Whitaker, and then a KO win to Chris Weidman. So, um... He's knocked out some pretty affordable, you know, former champions in this division. He's knocked out former champions. He's lost two former champion twice in Robert Whitaker. 
Robert Whitaker's a, no, you know, not an easy fight. But you, there was um, that one against Robert Whitaker was supposed to be a championship fight, but he missed weight. Same thing as we were just talking about um, with uh, Figueroa. 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 Every time I try to say his name, I always think of that cat Figaro from like Mickey Mouse. No, whatever. If you have little kids, nieces, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Figueroa and then uh, Benavides. So kind of the same thing. But in the last race, he, he lost the decision, which I thought he won. Those ones are really close. Those fights are really, really good fights. Robert Whitaker and... Um, and uh, Yoel Romero. But that Paulo Costa one, I feel, I seriously thought he won. Like, I watched it before. Um, I mean, why don't you I mean? He's fought some pretty tough dif- tough individuals and beat some pretty tough individuals. Knocked out uh, Leoto Machida. Um, beat Ronaldo Jacare Sosa, the, the alligator. Uh, another great grappler. Beat Tim Kennedy. Knocked out Tim Kennedy. I watched that one. Uh, very controversial because he, like, he wouldn't come off the corner. That's whatever. Anyways. Uh, it's also be Brad Tavares. I think Brad Tavares and um, Robert Whitaker are the only fights that, and Derek Brunson, which by the way he knocked him out. Oh, by the way, Romero knocked him out too. Um, are the only common opponents that Israel Adesanya and him have. Um, so, and also just to put this in perspective, he doesn't use his wrestling a lot, but he has. He's only lost one fight, just to get you know, lost one fight by finish and three by decision, which were the last, you know, three of the last four, two to Whitaker and one to Paulo Costa. So it's very hard to put away. And you think his first one was like his first fight or something like that very early in his career. Um, But check this out. He has 11 knockouts and two wins by decision. So he likes to finish his fights. Um, Not a whole lot of submissions. So he likes to knock you out. And if you ever watch this fight, you know it's what he's trying to do. The um, guy's a freak athlete. 42 years old, looks just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's always been a freak athlete his whole life. Freak athlete his whole life. And, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't mess with him like that. See his cauliflower here? Don't do that. Don't mess with him. Um, but tough, tough individual. If he does have a chance in this fight, it's going to be with that grappling. And I'm talking about violent grappling, like Matt Hughes, dump you on your head grappling. I'm talking about ground and pound, Mark Coleman grappling, ground and pound-ish. That's what he's going to have to do. Take him down, keep him down, beat him up. Um, now, Adesanya, on the other hand, Adesanya is what, like I said, 6'4", I believe. Let me take a look here. His measurements. Yep, six foot four. Fights at one hundred eighty-five pounds. That's huge. Six foot four is tall. Um, very tall for anybody, really. Unless you're fighting someone like Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury. Um, but yeah, the champion hasn't lost in MMA. Has a couple losses in kickboxing. Um, fought box. Has boxed as well. So his striking is he's very well rounded as far as the striker goes. Um. I don't think Yoel Romero has ever fought anyone like that. I mean, Luke Rockhold is a very good striker, but not as accomplished as um, <clears throat> Adesanya. I think that's as close as he gotten. So this is going to be a very tough fight for Romero. Last five fights for Adesanya. Championship fight win against Robert Whitaker. Beat Kevin Gaslam in a top five ever fight ever um, at UFC 236. Decisioned Anderson Silva. Then that's kind of that. That's what raises my eyebrows a little bit. Anderson Silva's like on the tail end of his career. Probably hasn't. Probably will never fight again. His son has fought two. I think last week and won two kickboxing championships. So he's gearing up his kids. Um, but yeah, Anderson Silva's kind of towards that end there. And um, I, if if I remember the fight, it wasn't really. I don't know if he showed him too much respect. Um, in that fight. Against Anderson Silva. He couldn't finish him. Or Anderson Silva still has a little bit in him. I don't know, but I don't... I gotta go back and rewatch the fight. It was like two years ago. It was a long time ago. Um, It wasn't that long ago. It was like last year. I was kidding. It felt like two years ago. Jesus. It's the leap year. Give me a break. Um, He also fought Derek Brunson. Finished him. 
who hasn't finished Derek Brunson. He also fought uh, Brad Tavares to the decision as well. So if you take a look at those two, three common opponents, Robert Whitaker got knocked out, uh, which Joe Romero couldn't do. Um, Brad Tavares got knocked out by Yoel Romero, which Adesanya couldn't do. And Derek Brunson got knocked out of both of them. So, yeah, if you go off of those two, yeah. Who knows how the fight's going to go? You can't just go off of those two. Um, and holy crap. You want to see something on here? Adesanya fought Melvin Gillard in 2017. Melvin Gillard is a freaking lightweight. 155 pounds. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah. Undefeated. 18-0. Undefeated. Um... It's gonna be a good fight. We'll see what happens. I I don't I don't I, like I said I hate picking these fights, but if I'm gonna go with someone, it's gonna be Adesanya, even though I think he's a big tool. But um, what can you say? Guy guy hasn't lost in MMA, so what makes you think he's gonna do it now? He's gonna lose to a 42 year old. Doubt it. I doubt it. But I'm gonna tune in for sure. Like I do all the other fights, even if I don't like the fighters. Um, a lot of them put on good fights, like that Adesanya versus Kevin Gastelum fight. Amazing, just amazing fight. If you guys have never seen it, go watch it somehow. Um, ask somebody, you know, pull it up for you. UFC Fight Pass, ESPN Plus, I think it's on there too. Was it on ESPN Plus? It doesn't matter right now. I think it was. You probably could find it on ESPN Plus. Five bucks a month. What did I tell you? Five bucks a month for ESPN Plus. They better start paying me to tell you guys about it. All ten of you. All right? But moving on to the undercard, which is... Willie Lee Zhang and who was it again? Yin Jacek. Yuana Yin Jacek. Yuana champion, former champion. Um, what the hell happened here? Former champion. Um, has a, same thing as Adesanya. has a great kickboxing background. Uh, kickboxing background. Um, just a tough check overall. Um, I like Johanna Champion, Johanna Yin Jacek. Yin Jacek, there you go, I said it right. Johanna Yin Jacek. Um, let's take a look at the last, four fight, last five fights. She beat Michelle Watterson in a decision. Great fight. I remember watching that one. Um, her return to straw weight, so this is 115 pounds. Um, because she also has fought to at a fly weight, which is 125 pounds. What she did last time, and she lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Um, and then Valentina Shevchenko, my crush, my old lady. Um, we've all seen her. We've all talked about her. I've talked about her. We've seen her before. She's vicious, so um, no um, no hanging your head there. You should know what's going to happen. Um, she also beat Tisha Torres in the decision. Tisha Torres is a tough chick. Can't put her away. Trains out here at Colorado Springs. I think he lives in Colorado Springs now. Um, with his, uh, with her old lady. Oh my God, I can't believe I messed that up. With her old lady. Um, <clears throat> she did lose to Rosie Yunus by decision. And then before that, got knocked out by Rosie Yunus too, by uh, TKO. So, um, last five fights, two wins, three losses, different weight classes. Um, yeah, kind of... Can't go really off of that. I mean, she doesn't knock out a whole lot of people. Jessica Andrade um, is one she beat. She also beat KK, Killer Carolina, which we talked about on here um, by decision. And Claudia Gadella by decision. All tough individuals. Valerie Latourno, all tough. So those are four fights before the little losing streak she had. <coughs> and if you've never seen her, she is uh, intense. Johanna Yenjacek. She like stares at you. She's like, what's up? She's like, what's up? All up in your grill. Very intense chick, you know. Um, I'm excited for this fight. This is going to be a tough fight for Willie Zhang. Zhang Weili. Weili. Zhang Weili. Zhang Weili. I think that's they say that. They say it in Asia. Last name first or something like that. I don't know how it goes. But Willie Zhang, we'll call her here. Um... I mean, she is, uh, she's tough, man. She comes straight at you. She don't get, like, 
Um, we talked about oh, the whoever beat up Killer K, Killer K, Carolina, uh, I can't, whatever. Whoever I can't remember her name. Was it Yan or Yinna? This is gonna mess me up. But anyways, whoever beat her last, same thing. Comes straight at you. Pop pop. Doesn't care. Pop pop. Good wrestler. Just comes straight at you. Boom. Straight down the pipa. Um, just straight straight down the pipe, and she's coming at you. Uh, full steam. Same thing. Same way she did. Uh, she beat Jessica and knocked her out. Which, if you're looking at the two, that's another common opponent. Tisha Torres, another decision. But Jessica Andrade um, got knocked out by Willie Zhang, which something um, Joanna Yin Jacek couldn't do. She also beat Jessica Aguilar, a tough, tough chick by armbar. Um, I like Willie Zhang. I like Willie Zhang in this fight. I like her winning by decision. I don't think you'll finish her. Unless you go a la Matt Hughes and just take her, take her to corner, dump her on her head and knock her out. If you guys ever watch Matt Hughes, go look it up. Matt Hughes highlights. Guy was vicious with his wrestling. One of the most exciting wrestlers because you knew how to use it. Um, not a lot of people do it right. Matt Hughes did it right. Um, go check it out and see what I'm talking about. But Willie Zane, I don't, she's from China. So I don't think, I think she was training somewhere else. I hope. Because, you know, the whole coronavirus. We've talked about stupid coronavirus here. Um, I don't think it's going to beat up anybody like they say it's going to. Definitely won't beat up Willie Zhang. Willie Zhang will suplex from the front. Suplex from the front. Coronavirus. She don't care. Willie Zhang was coronavirus. What? What's up? You trying to take my strap? What's up? You trying to take my money? What's up? Boom. Suplex. Not even suplex. A suplex. You just say it quick enough, it hurt. It hurts more when you say suplex. Um, <laughs> suplex. Let me see. Let me see. Is I'm saying her name right? Does she have it up here too? Oh, they don't have it up here like they did. You want a Jinjoy chick? Yeah, Yinjay chick. Yinjay chick. Jesus. Is it here? No. It's Zhang. Willie Zhang. Yeah, it's not really hard to say. So, Zhang Wei Li. Um, remember that you're going to hear it for a while. Hopefully we'll see what happens. Um, but the fight kind of rounding out the rest of the fight card, a lot of great fights. Um, but yeah, if I did, did I get my pick? I didn't get my pick. Um, Willie Zhang, um, by decision. Also on the card, Benil Dariush and Drakkar Close. Um, it's going to be, a, I think that one's going to be a pretty good, uh, card. I think it's a lightweight, 155, good fight, 155 pounds, lightweight, uh, Draka close 10 1 and 1. Um, and Benel Darius at this point is a veteran. Uh, fought plenty of times in UFC. 155 pounds. I'm, I'm gonna go with the young guy. I'm going with close. Uh, Darius has gotten finished pretty good in his last few in most of his fights. So I think that takes a toll. I think close it wins. A young buck, young guy. Another fight, Neil Wagney. Neil Magney trains out here in Denver. Um, fighting Lee Jing Liang. That's going to be a barn burner. As uh, good old JR, who I saw last night at AW, says a barn burner, a slobber knocker, knocker, whatever you want to call it, a scrap, fisticuffs, hootin' nanny, hoedown. That's one you got to keep your eye on, probably for a fight of the night. Um, just keep your eye on. I don't want to go in depth. I didn't know break this fight down for you. It's just bangers. All right. Um, Cowboy Alex Oliveira is fighting against Max Griffin. Cowboy always brings the smoke. The different cowboy, Brazilian cowboy. Do you guys know Brazilians love like rodeo and shit? I don't know if you guys knew that or not. I knew that young because my dad and I used to watch rodeo. That's one thing we kind of watched together, that and boxing. And um, I didn't know that, but I was like, dude, that guy's from Brazil? And they wanted, yeah, they love, they love. And especially here where I'm from in the Greeley Stampede, um, they have like professional rodeo. It's like one of those stops. Big old country. It's country AF. Um, yeah, I noticed there's a lot of Brazilians there too. I was like, what the hell? So they're good at jujitsu, fighting, and bull riding. Um, I didn't know that. Just a quick tip. I don't know if you guys do that. I'll help you guys out. So if you see Brazilian like in Wyoming or Texas, you know what they're doing. They're either, um, because they, they also own like the beef plants and whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not going to get into that. Um, on the undercard, which is on ESPN, the um, Sugar Sean O'Malley show. 
He's back up and running after almost, almost, it's almost two years, like over a year and a half. He served with suspension um, for some sort of like PD, um, which said it wasn't true, but whatever, they did it anyways. And then, um, and then um, what is it? What else? Um, served another six months suspension for testing for kind of the same thing, or maybe like a, I think it got reduced. So a year and a half away from the game. Broke his leg in his last fight um, and still won by decision, if I remember right. That was a really good fight. I remember watching that fight. Um, which one? 222. I'm trying to think what else was on that card. Hold on here. That was Cyborg. Oh, TCD against and Frankie Edgar was on that card too. So um, now I remember. But um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's what I just closed. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, but yeah, he's undefeated, ten and zero. Um, and Dana White really liked this guy. He has the whole, I don't know, the if factor, but has a lot of the very charismatic. Has the uh, personality is what I'm looking for. Looks like a mix of God. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Well, how come I can't think of his name? Foger? Foger? Uh, McLovin. McLovin and... Um, McLovin and what's the name? The fat dude. Jonah Hill had a kid with curly hair. That's what he looks like. He has curly hair, skinny body, but tattoos all over it. Kind of like a, like a Jonah Hill, um, McLovin, and McGregor all mated. All made it, um, and made that. That's what came out with him. He's always, one of those dudes. Also, love from trains out of Arizona, but loves loves weed. You know, one of those dudes plays video games. Um, yeah, he's very. He's a character. If you guys have never seen him before, um, so we'll see. This is a return, and they're making it a big deal by putting him on that last fight on that prelim card. This is a pretty big. That's a pretty big place to be. It's like a mini main event to the main event. So plus everyone's going to see it. It's for free on ESPN. So that's why they do that. Um, yeah, check it out. That's what's going to happen. That UFC 238. Um, a lot of great fights. Watch it. ESPN plus ESPN and pay-per-view. I feel like I'd buy a Buffalo Wild Wings or like a Hooters or a Twins Peaks. Go check it out. <clears throat> Don't be scared, players. Because it's like I said, I bring you guys the heat. I let you guys know what's popping off this weekend. That's what's popping off this weekend. Um, have a couple of brews. Watch some scraps. Some wings. All right? That's what I'm going to do. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on from the UFC. Well, kind of. So moving on to Dana White. Dana White from UFC, Dana White, we're transitioning here. Dana White, earlier this week, had, um, <coughs> um, <coughs> if I could get it out, that'd be great, had, um, went on Instagram Live and had Tom Brady on there via, like, phone call trying to convince him to go to Las Vegas Raiders um, and um, just trying to recruit him. Just says, hey, you know, fucking move to L.A. You know, you can stay with me um, in Vegas. Is that, You know, it's an hour flight from Vegas. You can use my plane, whatever. She's trying to recruit him to go back, back and forth to L.A. Um, but who knows where there's, you know, where he's going to go. Only really Tom Brady knows where he's going to go. Um, I told you though a few ep- like I don't know how many episodes ago we're definitely going to talk about this and whenever it comes up it's coming up. The reason why I wanted to bring it up now cuz nothing's final, you know, he's been, had a lot of talks over last week over the NFL combine in Indianapolis with a bunch of teams. Um he had a phone call with Bill Belichick that didn't really go as planned apparently. And um also What was I saying here? Um, also, one of the big suitors as well is the 49ers. And that kind of threw me off because is what it sounds like is that the 49ers are kind of already shucking Jimmy G away after two seasons, taking him to the Super Bowl. 
Um, and just like, yeah, no thanks. I'll see you later. And it's like, dude, you're going to go with, you know, older Tom Brady. Um, I get it. I just don't know if that's a good fit. But I get it. Like I said, everyone's trying to get him. Why wouldn't you want to try to get the best player ever? In this case, I wouldn't. I mean, you're kind of doing away with a lot of your plans. George Kittle's already gone out and say, let's run this back number 10. He, he wants number 10 back. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't I really like that. I didn't like that a lot. The whole, like, John Lynch has done a great job getting this core of players to get to where they need to be. Had an amazing season. Got to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Super Bowl. Um, they probably need to change maybe like one thing maybe that could be a, you know, one piece on the offensive line it could be better DBs Um, I think really that's it if they were able to keep this main core of people George Kittle one of the best receivers best tight ends in the league Um, Debo Samuel amazing talent young guy coming up don't know what they're going to do with Manuel Sanders. Um, at running back, Moster has showed he could definitely fill in that that number one spot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really didn't like this. I think it's kind of like I, I would. I don't know. I just like a spit in the face of Jimmy Garoppolo if this is true. Because I don't know if it's true. I don't know anybody in the organization to talk to. Um, who knows what's going to happen right now? I think the heavy suitors are going to be. The favorite suitors, not heavy. Favorite suitors are going to be Tennessee is what it sounds like. Or Las Vegas. Or even going back to Foxborough. Um, to the Patriots. Who knows? Uh, but it's shown as... <clears throat> as, you know, life goes on. And just how times change. Like, no one stays in one spot. Even the great, like... You know, you've seen people like Brett Favre trying to hold on to that playing time. Played with the Jets, played with the Niners, Packers, you know. Uh, not Niners, Vikings, sorry. Um, try to keep that alive. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Went to the Broncos, won a championship, and he was like, yeah, all right, I'm done. There's, you know, not a lot of people are going to be like Eli Manning. Be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. You know, people still want more. So I think that's what it is with Tom Brady, just the ultimate competitor. And he just wants more. So... Can't blame, can't really blame him. It's in his blood, you know. He's if he can do it, go do it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where he's gonna go. Only Tom Brady really knows. Only Tom Brady, maybe his family, his agent, may kind of know. You know, probably where they're gonna go. Who's the favorites right now? I don't know if you guys know it is. It was Julian Edelman has been trying to. Everything. To get him to stay. He's trying to keep him here. Keep him there. Trying to um, persuade him. Come out with the Instagram pose. Trying to sell these jerseys and shirts. To get him to stay. They were at the Syracuse game last weekend with uh, Jimmy Fallon. uh, Edelman and Tom Brady. And then Edelman's like, he's coming back. Don't worry. And Tom Brady's like, yeah. I don't think he's coming back. Just kind of looking at that, man. I don't think he will. But you never know. You never know how. Uh, you never know. You just don't know. No one really knows. Just because you see it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Unless it's the coronavirus. It's true. Coronavirus. I, I bet. Honestly, God. The coronavirus had. Has affected dogs. Like if people would find a fucking. <laughs> they'd find a cure to it right away. They would find a cure. A lot of people love their dogs. More than a lot of humans. Um, which is Which is inhumane. But I, seriously, if it's only happened to a dog, they're like, no, 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 not, not frosty. Y'all ain't getting frosty. We're finding an antidote right now. Um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen. When something happens, we'll check it out. But um, like I said earlier, it doesn't look like he's going to go to San Diego. I don't think so because Melvin Gordon is going to be out. But Melvin Gordon really didn't make a big splash last year. And that was his fault. Um, he wanted more money. And uh, probably would have gotten it if you just played. Now, I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, uh, you're not going to get the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's like, I don't think Le'Veon Bell got a decent deal. Like, got a decent deal, but didn't get a good deal. Um, something like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's worth it. Runs like hell, plays very well. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, I think 
someone like Le'Veon Bell was really successful because of his offensive line. Um, Melvin Gordon wasn't successful because he spent a lot of time on the sidelines. Didn't want to play, wanted more money. That's what you get when you hold out. You take that risk when you hold out. And Le'Veon Bell didn't have a good year. Melvin Gordon didn't have a good year. So even Ezekiel Elliott didn't have that solid of a year even holding out. So it shows that holding out really isn't that all what it's tied up to be. Look at someone like Drew Brees. He's getting paid. Didn't hold out. A lot of people haven't hold out. Just like, I want to play. want to get this over with. Because a lot of times you're also doing... Um, auditions, kind of like auditions for other team. Like, oh shit, he still got it. I'll pay him that money if he wants it. I don't care. I'll give you what you want. So, who knows? Who knows? We're still early. We're still in fit stages of everything. I think free agency starts here in a week or so, two weeks. Um, so keep your ear out, eyes out. Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter. M R A K A C O on Instagram and Twitter. YouTube.com slash Twitter. So keep your eye out. I'm not. I'm posting shit. I, I'm going to start smoke. I want to start stuff. Plus, I want to see what my Denver Broncos do. Who do they get? They already got AJ Bowie this weekend uh, for the fourth rounder, which is not bad at all. Um, I feel like they are trying. They're going to, um, which I told my friend Tim, that they are trying. They're kind of probably going to move on from Chris Harris Jr. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. had that one-year extension. And then um, he's in Israel right now, so I don't know if he's praying or what he's doing, trying to find himself, maybe finding himself a new team. Praying for a new team. Who knows? I would love to see Darius Slay in a Bronco jersey. That's just me. From the Lions. Darius Slay. I like Darius Slay. Cool cool name, too. All right? Um, but, yeah, we're enough football. Talked enough football. Moving on. A little bit of basketball, but not basketball. Spike Lee and the Knicks. So, Spike Lee, if you guys don't know who Spike Lee is, uh, film director, um, film director, longtime Knicks fan. Courtside tickets, season holder. Um, apparently, had a spat with like security or something like that, to where he's gone in an entrance for like however long he's been a season ticket holder, and they're like, "No, you can't go. You got to go out, and you got to go out this time." After he's like, "No, I'm not going." So you can kick me out, arrest me, whatever. I'm not going. You can't do that. I've been here doing this, and he was there like two nights ago at something else. Went into the same interest. No one said anything. And um, I don't know what that is about, but it just goes to show what kind of organization the Knicks are. They've hor- they're horrible. They've been horrible. Nothing's been good about it. They haven't been good since what Allen Houston is there, Charles Oakley, all those guys. Um, Mello didn't do much while he was there. So, I mean, the only good thing to come out of New York was the New York Knicks organization was Lynn Sanity. That's about it. No one's playing well there. No one, I mean, it's just a horrible organization. Um, and that is a, you know, a reflection of it. That whole, like you, you're going to disrespect this ticket holder, this longtime ticket holder who probably spends, probably spent total like 10 million, I think is what I saw, 10 million, 11 million. And more, you're not even talking about the concessions. You're not talking about the gear. Like, you're not talking about all that either. So, millions and millions of dollars to this organization, and that's how they treat him. Not a polite gesture either. It's like, you can't go go over this way. It's like, excuse me? That just goes to show how crappy that organization is. But, I'll, I mean, and I just talked about it this long ago. Like, like, nothing stays forever. Loyalty doesn't really mean a whole lot, you know, to a lot of people anymore. Um, especially, especially the Knicks. They do that with Charles Oakley. That's what he said. I think he was on, um, he was on first take. I think that one with uh, Stephen A. Smith, and Max Kellerman. I mean, he was like, "All right, arrest me, take me out of here, like you did my man Charles Oakley." <laughs> so I just, I mean, it's just that organization is just trash. Ownership has to change. Um, if you want it to be back to where it was in the heyday, MSG, in my opinion, yeah, cool, a lot of memories. Tear that shit down. It's done. It's old. That's done with. A lot of great memories. Let's keep it that way. A lot of great memories. It isn't the Mecca for anything anymore. It's not the Mecca basketball. You know, there's a bunch of different places to fight now. Um, let's move on from MSG in general. Let's move on from the Knicks. Let's not talk about them. Let's just move on. Get a new stadium. Um, a new uh, arena. You know, just move Just move on. I think that's it. I mean, that's what needs to happen. Someone needs to move to buy that team. 
and move the Knicks away from New York. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's my, that was my take. It was pretty crappy. Um, one thing that it just gets me, there's no more loyalty. So what we have to do is just move on. All right. Um, so yeah, I've got a little distracted. I apologize. Um, but moving on from Spike Lee and the Knicks, um, One thing I did want to talk about before we wrap it up here. Um, last night I went to AEW Denver. Um, AEW Broomfield, technically. And um, it was probably the best wrestling show I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of WWE shows, SmackDown, Raw, live shows. Uh, never do a pay-per-view, though. But I was so impressed with what I saw last night. It was from all the wrestlers... And it was it was classic wrestling too, by the way. It was heel versus babyface. If you don't know a heel baby heel is a bad guy, babyface is a good guy. It was that classic one, and they distinguished it um, by who's a heel, who's a who's a babyface. Something that Raw like SmackDown WWE doesn't do really much in general anymore. They can't anymore um, because of wrestling fans. Um, Chris Jericho, Le Champion, um, definitely you know. It's kind of just wrestling fans in general. How they'll sing a song, they're like, "Oh, sing a song," and he comes out. And then all of a sudden, he's a heel to them. They're like, "Boo!" And it's like, "Okay." It's just I think a lot of wrestling wrestling has changed because of wrestling fans in general. But they did a really great job of distinguishing who's like I said, who's bad guy, who's good guy. Um, and I loved the way it was just put together. The wrestling was just amazing. Um, got to see my boys, Cero, Miedo, Lucha Bros. Um, got to see Jake the Snake Roberts made an appearance last night, and that was on. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. We just like sat there, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I couldn't hear because the guy behind me was just yelling the whole time. Um, shut the wrestling fans, just shut the shut up, shut up, guy. You don't have to be heard every time. Jesus, we paid money too, so shut the. Anyways, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he. I went back, got home, and watched it, and uh. And he was, I could tell it was a good promo um, when he was there. Um, especially by the way, he, I mean, by the, first off, by the way he entered. You guys, it's like these are the things that you just don't notice if you're not a wrestling fan. Um, or if you don't follow wrestling very closely. Um, so he cuts off uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is crying about him losing to MJF, Michael Jacob Friedman. I can't remember his name. Um, if you guys don't know MJF, MJF was on like everywhere. For flipping off the little kid, making him cry, or whatever. Like you've seen, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it by now. Um, that's MJF, um, and um, yeah, it was just such a great show. He comes out, he interrupts him, then interrupts him. I think he just comes comes out, and um, the thing he does when he walked in, and I noticed this right away, was grabs the ropes, kind of strokes it back and forth like that, and he goes like this, puts his hands in his face, like smells it. Like, you know, and then he's like, he was taking it in. Then he goes to the turnbuckle, puts his nose in the turnbuckle, smells it, just takes it in. And right away he comes in and gets the mic and just cuts a, a heel promo, by the way. A heel promo, obviously, is a bad bad guy promo. Just cuts it as a heel. Amazing. Just amazing. And the way he ended it as well was, you know, a wise man once told me, don't ever turn your back on someone you're afraid of. Or someone you can't fight, or you you can't beat up. I can't remember what it was. Fuck, I gotta remember it now. It was so cool. Then he just turns his back to him, throws a microphone over his head, and walks away. Oh my god, that gave me a wrestling boner. So wrestling chubbers. Um, everything was amazing. Darby Allen was amazing. If you don't have a chance to, if you ever watch AEW, go to watch it. They just signed Colt Cabana, which I don't remember. If you guys remember, I don't know if you guys would know. Um, Sports Health Live podcast episode number 15, Decade Review, 2011, uh, CM Punk's Pipe Bomb. He mentions a gentleman by the name of Colt Cabana. This is nine years ago. And Colt Cabana, um, is there still wrestling? I may, I've never seen him wrestle before, and he put on such a great show. Um, very exciting, very cool to watch. Um, got to see my man, uh, or freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. 
just very, very exciting. Just it was unbelievable. I'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna go again. I definitely will go again. I may even travel to go see them. I was so impressed. It was amazing. Um, such a great show. Even take take your kids to. Um, it's just old school wrestling. Yeah, I just don't know how else to tell how else to say it. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing show. And um, yeah, I was I just loved it. I loved every bit of it. Um, I hope, you know, because the way the wrestling is going, if you guys don't know about wrestling, you could, you know, shut your ears off or whatever. Bill Goldberg was like 50-something. I don't even know, 52, 53. I don't even know how old he is. Probably way older, 60s. But in still amazing shape, obviously. Um, just wrestled and won the championship. The WWE champion, heavyweight championship, WWE championship. No, this one is yeah. It's maybe the Universal Championship. They switched it um, over um, Bray Wyatt, and um, so he's now going to face Roman Reigns. And it's just like it's it. WWE just does not have the ear to the you know just in general the pulse. I don't have a pulse of anything. Like no one wants to watch Bill Goldberg and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like nobody, nobody was like, you know what I want to watch Bill Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Like I don't know if something's gonna happen from now until WrestleMania, which is April fifth, I believe. So who knows? But that's just just stupid. You never know what's gonna happen. But anyways, AEW was amazing. Cheap tickets too, thirty bucks or something. Like thirty two dollars, seven thirty seven dollars. Um. So amazing. It was just cheap entertainment in a, you know, arena like First Bank Center, which is not big at all. It was on TV. Pretty cool. Check it out, man. If you guys ever get a chance to watch AEW, go check it out. A lot of great talent. And they keep signing more and more people. So it looks like there are a couple more people coming. Um, Because Jake the Snake was there to promote, I have a client who's going to come beat you up. Damn it. In his raspy voice. Amazing. I can't say enough good things. Um, but anyways, to wrap this up, I, I told you guys like two weeks ago, maybe four episodes ago, I forgot to give a lifer award because I'm going to start doing that. First one ever was James Krause, lifer award, Sports Plus Life, you're a lifer, he's a lifer, um, I'm going to get merch out, he's getting the lifer award. Um, I got two to give out. The first one's going to go to Tony Romo, get paid player, get that money. You didn't win a championship as a um, as a player, but you won. You secured the bag. $17 million a year, $180 million total for 10 years. Um, you get the Lifer Award, player. Lifer, here. You're a Lifer. Um, that's money. That's straight cash, homie. Because a lot of people need to look at what Tony Romo's doing. See what, if I, you know, like I said, you got to look at what, what winners are doing and kind of mimic that. Take advice. Look what Tony Romans. Look how he breaks down these plays. Looks, he has a charisma. He has a smile. He's a good-looking dude. He plays golf. You know, he does it all. Pretty good a golfer, I've heard. So, it's another reason to get a life reward. Um, but yeah, hats off to you, Tony Romo. Again, um, my other hats are off to, and the life reward goes to number two. There's number three technically altogether. Tyson Fury. I don't have to tell you why Tyson Fury is getting a life reward. Put on the best sweet science, uh, uh, sweet science performance ever, like I've ever seen. Um, since like Muhammad Ali, you know, since like Mike Tyson, just a you know Vander Holyfield, just beautiful, hits you hard, great footwork, get a great head movement, mix it up, it's amazing. Life reward goes to Tyson Fury, you dossers. All right, that's it. The only words I want to give to you, actually, um, we'll give out more. But you guys are going to help me. Tweet me, Sports Plus Life, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Instagram and Twitter, both of them. Uh, Sports Plus Life on YouTube as well. So holler at me, all right? Let me know what you guys think. Um, a lot of things coming up this weekend that I didn't talk about. Um, I think today there is Manchester United versus Derby. Oh, shit. Guys, speaking of Derby. Manchester City against Man United this weekend. Manchester Derby. I forgot about that. It wasn't in my notes. I almost forgot about it. I'm very excited to see what's happening. What's going to happen? Um, 
They're saying Paul Pogba might play this weekend. I wouldn't push it. Um, but, of course, Man City, we already beat them, I think, twice. We beat them this year, so. Um, no, we got smoked by him once. I can't remember. I know we beat him in, no, yeah, we lost to one. Was it 1-1? One, one? We lost one zero. No. We did lose, and then we, yeah, second leg, but whatever. doesn't matter. Going to be a good one. Check it out Sunday. I think it's like 7 or something like that. Let me check for you guys, all right, before you guys leave me. Um, and go do about your business, which by the way, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you guys for saying what's up. Um, hold on one second. Um, 10 30 AM on Sunday. So check it out. Manchester Derby, one of the best derbies, rivalries, whatever you want to call it out there. Um, it's going to be fun. going to be amazing. I, let me see where it's at. Cause I can tell you right now who I'm going to pick. And this is going to be in... Where is it? It doesn't even say. What the hell? What the heck? Where is it going to be, guys? Old Trafford. Manchester United 1-0. That's what's going to happen. Scored by Anthony Martial. Or Bruno Fernandes, the way that guy's playing. Um, Kun Aguero played very well last week. They put, they won the Carabao Cup, I think is what it was. Um, we'll see. Let's knock them down off their perch, damn it. Um, if it were up to me, Liverpool, Man City would lose every game moving forward and I, we would win everything, but it's not going to happen. By the way, who does Liverpool? Let's find out who Liverpool plays, by the way. Let's find out because they're on a losing streak. Um, Premier League, Premier League. They play Bournemouth. Um, opening on one game in the last five, five games. So yeah, kind of hope they lose. See what happens. I'll start popping, popping some bubbly like Gary Neville. It doesn't even matter. Or popping a little bit of the bubbly like Chris Jericho. That's how we're going to end it. I'm Liz Chapian of Sports Plus Live Podcast. Mr. AKA Edgar Rodriguez. I love you guys. I will see you guys later. Later.